0: you haven't seen or heard about this, this TikTok video, I've shared it a couple times the past couple weeks about it. But I had posted a one-minute clip on TikTok uh, showing the power of God moving at Fivefold Church. I'm the lead pastor at Fivefold Church here in Los Angeles, and God has moved powerfully this year and i put together a little quick video of people encountering the power of god you can see god moving god touching people you can see uh, people falling back with the power of god trembling weeping people testifying of being healed uh people testifying of prophetic ministry how god moved powerfully through prophetic ministry and spoke exactly what they needed to hear um of children in Tanzania, East Africa, at the orphanage that we support at Fivefold Church. We visit them regularly and God has called us to raise awareness for them, to raise funds for them. They are not getting enough food to eat um, and they do not have enough places to sleep. So we've been working to meet goals so that they can at least have enough to eat. And our next goal is to, build a new building for them so they have enough places to sleep, so they're not sleeping on the floor. Um, so I go visit there and members from Fivefold Church will go visit there often throughout the year uh, in Tanzania, East Africa. And this past year, uh, in September, I went and they testified that several of them were healed of HIV after um, visiting there a year ago and praying for them, praying that HIV would would go. So. There was all these miracles in this video and I prayed and believed that when people watched they would know that Jesus is real and that Jesus would touch them as they watched and that miracles would happen. And God indeed did that and blew us away, um, surpassed our dreams, surpassed my expectations. Miracles have been happening every day since, uncountable, because there's so many testimonies that appear in the comments there's more than there's almost 15,000 comments and I haven't been able to read all of them yet I don't know how many I've read but of the ones I've read so many testimonies of miracles happening of pain leaving bodies of depression lifting off so many experiencing chills all over their body hallelujah so God is truly amazing. He is reaching people across the world, revealing that He comes in power. And uh, there's one testimony that really touched me that I received yesterday. Um, This testimony, there was someone that wrote, I just gave my life to Jesus last week. It was after watching all your videos. I couldn't stop crying. So I just prayed, and that touched me so much, so much, and I'm going to share why today. That testimony touched me so much. So this testimony touched me so much because, wow, this person truly encountered the power of God upon watching these quick one-minute videos. It's evident that he encountered the power of God. And then in first Corinthians two, verse four, it says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the spirit's power. That's the NIV version. I'm going to read the amplified version. Listen closely because this verse is so powerful and so important. So this is apostle Paul speaking. He says, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom using clever rhetoric. But they were delivered in demonstration of the Holy Spirit operating through me and of His power stirring the minds of the listeners and persuading them. So, Apostle Paul is, is explaining what his ministry was like, what was going on in his ministry, and how people were receiving Jesus. He was saying, it wasn't on me having fancy words. It wasn't about me having this gift, this skill of being this charismatic, um, great communicator. I wasn't persuading people to follow Jesus through my words, but I was getting out of the way myself and I was letting God touch them. I was, I was just a vessel for the power of God. And the power of God is what stirred the minds. The power of God is what healed people immediately, delivered people immediately, made people to feel chills, feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, I let people just meet Jesus themselves. I was a vessel of the power of God. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he was demonstrating his love through power. I mean, every time he ministered, he wasn't just preaching words, but there was power. There were miracles happening. And when he did speak his words, his words were anointed and had the power of God on them. The reputation of Jesus was a miracle worker. The reputation of Jesus was he was a healer, a deliverer. The Bible says that word of him spread and people just flocked to him. They weren't necessarily flocking to him to hear a sermon lots of times. Many times it was, I am in pain and it's all I can think about. I hear that there's a healer. I want to receive my healing. You know, sometimes when people are in so much pain and suffering, that's all they can think about. They can't think about uh, listening to a good, nice sermon, you know? So when you read the Bible, you see people were flocking to Jesus. That's, that was his reputation. People were flocking to Jesus to receive a miracle, to receive healing. And Jesus was so happy to do that. The devil's real. The devil had people in chains, had people in bondage, and Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Before we can feed and equip people, before sometimes before people can live, give their lives to Jesus, they need to be free. They need to be set free. They need to be healed so that now they can grow. So Jesus came and he was like, this is who I am. I'm gonna pull you out of the pit. I'm gonna pull you out of prison. I'm gonna heal you. And then he didn't even have to, to, to persuade them to follow him. They made up their minds right away. This Jesus saved my life. I've never received love like this. No one's shown me love like this. No one's shown me love in action like this. I'm going to give my life to him and follow him wherever I go. That's what we see with the disciples, with Apostle Peter and his, and his brother. They were going fishing. They were fishermen. They couldn't catch any fish. They're struggling, hard time. You know, that's all they can think about. And God hit them in a place that really touched them. They didn't know how they were going to provide for their family. And Jesus says, I can, I can provide for you. I can, I can take away the biggest worry that you have. And, and he says, cast your nets into the sea. And, and Peter says, we've been trying all night. He says, just do it. So he does it. And tons of fish pour into the net. And this is Luke five, nine. And it says right after this happened, James and John, the sons of Zebedee were surprised also. They, they witnessed this miracle. They were working together with Simon who became Peter. Simon is Peter. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will fish for men. When they came to land with their boats, they, they left everything and followed Jesus. Simple as that. Jesus didn't give this big persuasive sermon. Jesus didn't say this is why you f- should follow me in this and this and this. Let me tell, let me explain all of the reasons and let me invoke some emotion in in you with some fancy words and big voice. And now I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and give your life to me. like. It was so simple and Jesus didn't even have to persuade and convince. He showed who he was. He showed his love in power. He demonstrated his power. He demonstrated his love and quick, boom, they followed. They left everything immediately and followed him. This is what happened with with uh, all of the disciples. They just quickly followed him upon encountering the power of God. Mary Magdalene and several others, it says, Luke 8, 1, Jesus was traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 disciples were with them as well as some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out." So Jesus, he sees Mary, he sees other women, they're possessed with demons, and what does he do? He doesn't try to sit there and entice them, this is why you should follow me, this is why you should follow me, this is why, this is why, this is why, so will you raise your hand and follow me? Um, That wouldn't work well because they were in chains. They were in bondage. They needed to be set free or else the demons would rule their life. And even if, as much as they, as much as they tried to follow Jesus, those demons still had a hold on, on their life. They needed the power of God to set them free, to meet Jesus, to see, this is Jesus. He set me free. Oh, this is his love. What love is this? I'm following him with my life. So Jesus set them free and boom, they just follow him, follow him completely. The woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, um, Jesus talks to her, ministers, ministers to her prophetically, speaks things to her that Only she knew. She hadn't told anybody and it touched her heart so much. And she goes, this is the Messiah. You can just see her overwhelmed with the love of God. And what does she do? She leaves her bucket there. She that's a symbol of leaving her life, leaving things that matter to her. And she runs and tells everybody about Jesus. And so she immediately comes this disciple and brings thousands to him in one second why because he he laid out a list and, and and persuaded her of why she should follow him why she should surrender no he demonstrated his power he demonstrated his love through power boom simple 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 quick and boom she decides to, she 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 decides to give her life to him and be a disciple meet a powerful disciple immediately look how powerful she is a disciple Look how powerful of a disciple she was in five minutes of encountering him. So Zacchaeus, here's another example. Zacchaeus, he encounters Jesus. He encounters his power. And the Bible says that when he has him over for dinner, he he repents himself. He says, I am a sinner, Jesus. He, He decides in his own heart to repent. You know, Jesus didn't have to say, these are, the bad, these are the sins in your life that you're doing. You shouldn't be doing this. You should surrender your life to me and follow me. He encounters the power of God and he decides in his heart himself. Oh, I don't want to live the way I was living anymore. I want to follow Jesus with my life. This is how Jesus wants it to be. He wants to encounter his people with power. And when he does that, you, when you meet the real Jesus, you fall in love with him and you, sur- you want to surrender. I am so passionate about this topic right here and I this is I'm so blessed by this person's testimony that I shared in the beginning of this. And if you didn't if you're just joining in, I'll repeat the testimony. I received a testimony of uh, uh, from someone saying, "I just gave my life to Jesus last week. It was after I watched your videos. I couldn't stop crying, so I just prayed." It touched me so much cuz this showed that the, the simple, quick encounter with the power of God. These are just one-minute videos. Enca- it, it, it was evident he encou- this person encountered the power of God, and he was just moved to give his life to him. You know, I didn't in any in all of my videos. There's not a single single like altar call. I don't have an altar call like video on TikTok. You know, like repeat after me. Um, it's not necessary to do that. You can sometimes, but it's not it's not necessary when the power of God is there and there's nowhere in the Bible that says you you ministers or you children of god should say this prayer and have them repeat after you all of these words and have them raise their hands like that's not in the bible it's not like it's bad to do that but it is bad if you're stuck to it like religion like you have to do it this way but god wants it to be someone's genuine decision to give their life to them And Jesus wants it to be real from the heart. It can be in whatever words you want to say. It can, it can be a God, I believe in you now. I believe now you're my Lord. I I call you my Lord. You can have my life. Like it can be simple. What the the same, the words, your own words, because this relationship with God is, is needs to be real real not artificial religion has you say these these reciting words and then you end up not knowing how to pray and and it doesn't doesn't last it doesn't become real this is my testimony um i was a christian my whole life um but it wasn't until uh 2015 that i encountered the power of god for the first time that i experienced those chills that the holy spirit will give you the 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 tangible touch that i witnessed people being healed that i witnessed demons being cast out of people that i received the baptism of the holy spirit and began speaking in tongues that i received prophetic ministry where i had an encounter like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well did with Jesus, where one encounter with a with a prophetic ministry made her know the love of Jesus like never before and give her, her life to him. In one moment, my eyes were opened up to the power of God and I immediately became on fire. But before that, before that happened, I went to church every Sunday, not just every Sunday. I was so involved with church. I would go Wednesdays and Sundays. I always had a heart for God, but I had one foot in the world because I had never encountered the power of God. The power of God is what really introduces you to Jesus. Before it's like the idea of Jesus or other people telling you about Jesus, but it feels more like a fairy tale almost. He feels like far away when you've never encountered the power of God. And that's how i was i believe with all my heart that he was real but because i hadn't met him yet like like really met him because you can't separate him from his power so because i hadn't met him yet i wasn't in love with him yet which meant that i would compromise my morals that it was simple for me to put one foot into the world and try things and not feel too guilty about it because I wasn't yet in love with Jesus because I hadn't yet met him. So I went into the world, I had one foot in the world, but I still believed in God, I still loved God. All through high school, all through college, I I was going to church every Sunday. In college, I went every Wednesday, every Sunday, I led worship on Wednesdays, but I still had one foot in the world. I was still partying. I I could not open up my Bible. I I wanted to every day, but there was, I just, every day would pass and I wouldn't open up my Bible. Every day would pass and I wouldn't set a alone time for God I wouldn't make him priority I would just incorporate him in my life but I wouldn't make him priority and all of this is because I hadn't actually met the real him yet so that I could fall in love with him because when you fall in love with somebody I mean you you just want to please them. you just want them to be happy like if you fall in love with a, a with your spouse, or you have this really close friend, maybe. I mean, it grieves you if they were to be unhappy, if they were to be hurt. You will make sure you will never hurt them. Even if you feel annoyed with them, you will hold your tongue because you love them so much that you only want them to be happy. You'll sacrifice things for them. When you, when you become married to someone, you put them first, you serve them. You're thinking about their needs before yours. At least that's how God wants it to be. That's how you're supposed to be in a marriage. So that's how it should be with Jesus. That's how he wants it to be with Jesus, organic and real, not forced religion. Well, you should surrender to God. Well, you should love him. Well, you should, you should, you should, you know? Um, God is so much better than that. He's so much better. He wants to, to, To. He wants you to meet him and fall in love organically like how you fall in love with a spouse. It's not forced. It's not an arranged marriage, right? But, you know, I would feel guilt for so much because I did love God. I did believe in God with all my heart. And and I would feel so guilty and shame from not opening up the Bible, you know. Um, I would feel guilt and shame for not surrendering. Um, But... God doesn't want you to feel guilt and shame. He wants to introduce the real Him to you. And then you'll organically fall in love with Him. And you'll just want to please Him. You'll just want to serve Him. You'll just want to surrender to Him. He's that good. He's that good. But it's religion, which is void of the power of God, that wants to keep people in, in guilt and shame. And make that like that before Jesus came was the law, like the Pharisees. They didn't have the power of God, but they they tried their best, but they kept falling short. When Jesus came to the scene, now here's the power of God. But if there were people still going to the Pharisees, they weren't none of them were going to be able to really surrender to God because they needed the power of God to do that. Um, I grew in hunger for, I, I, my hunger grew for God more and more, uh, uh, leading up to when I finally received the power of God. Um, but I still wasn't surrendered. But when I encountered the power of God, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I, I fell in love with Jesus. When I encountered prophetic ministry for the first time, I'll never forget that night. I just remember going to my kitchen and saying, God, before I believed in you, I believed that you were real, I believed your word, but now I know you're real. I know you love me. I know the plans you have for me are good. and." It was just a simple encounter with the power of God that, that made me just so in love with Him. Just a simple encounter, just like we read in the Bible of the disciples. Just even Just, even just witnessing Him heal, God heal other people through the vessel of God and seeing that person crying. Wow, this is Jesus. There's people struggling and in pain And He comes and He doesn't want them to be in pain. He has the power to rescue them and He rescues them. He heals them. Like like my eyes opening up to that's really who Jesus is. Wow, He is amazing. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the sins you've done. He just wants to rescue you. He just wants to, you don't need to do anything to receive the healing. He just wants, He'll just rescue you. That made my heart just fall in love with him so fast and just two months after first encountering the power of God and when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit I surrendered to God my eyes opened up wow God is amazing and my goodness I love him so much I want to surrender to him I trust him so much, I love him so much that I I don't care what he wants me to do in this life. My life is just his. You know, this feeling in my heart never came ever until that moment that I encountered the power of God. And like I said, I was going to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Throughout the week, there were sometimes I was going like four times a week. I was trying so much to get that fire. I knew that fire was right and I wanted it, but I couldn't achieve it. You can't achieve the, you can't achieve the fire of God. You can't achieve surrender. You need to experience and encounter the power of God. You need to really meet Jesus. I remember I would go to church after church and hear a similar message like evangelical message of, um, you know, persuasive message, like believe in Jesus. This is why you should believe in Jesus. He's real and he loves you. Now give your life to him. And I would hear that similar evangelical message every week, but I wasn't growing much. And to be truthful, every time I would feel like I needed to hear it again, like, yes, I oh yes, God loves me. Oh yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. God. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. God. Okay. Yes. God loves me. You see, my eyes hadn't opened up to who Jesus was and his love. But when I encountered the power of God, I was convinced of his love. I was convinced that he was always with me and it made me consume with him. It made my mind always be on him. It made me oh, just not have desires for things of the world anymore. I had no desire to be in the world at all. My biggest desire was just to please God and I give God all the credit. It's God that did this. It's not about your achievement of surrender. It's not about your achievement of giving up things. It's, It's only God's power that can enable you to say no to the things of the world, to surrender to Him, to obey Him. We have to do our part and obey Him. And and God is so proud of you because you have to make that decision. But it's only by His power that you are given the ability, that you are able to surrender, to obey. I look at my life and I don't feel like giving myself credit for obedience because I see it's only the power of God. If God hadn't ordained my steps to get me to the place where the power of God was flowing. And let me tell you, the moment that I encountered the power of God, now I wanted to read the Bible for the first time in my life. Now I wanted to spend alone time with God. Now I was turning down all my social activities that I was addicted to before. Now I never felt loneliness. I just wanted to be alone with God all the time. I wanted to read his word. I wanted to pray. I wanted to get to know him more. I wanted to encounter him more. I wanted to worship him. I wanted to pray in the spirit all the time, but it wasn't me. It was the power of God touching me that ignited fire in me. I love the power of God. I love Jesus. I love the true Jesus. This is the true Jesus. I love Him so much. He's so amazing. He's so amazing. And when I encountered the power of God for the first time and when I was lit on fire, finally receiving the thing I wanted, I always wanted to be on fire. I always wanted to be like so in love with Him because I knew it was right. You know, and I believed in the Word. So when I finally got there, when I finally was on fire, um, I knew how rare it was. I knew how rare it was. Like I was a Christian since birth. Like I gave my life to Jesus when I was four years old, I remember even. So there wasn't a day I had disbelief in my life. There was never a day without God. So I was always in different Christian communities. like so many in so many different areas of my life from my childhood to high school middle school life high school life college life my study abroad program on semester at sea where we had Bible studies and I led worship to um, several different uh, to my college community to several different churches I went to in LA I mean I had so many Christians in my life at this point and I'm telling you like pretty much none of them, maybe like 1% or so, had encountered the power of God. And I knew like, oh my gosh, I've been longing for this fire, like to be on fire for Jesus, like just to be consumed by Him and so in love with Him. I longed for that and I could see that So many people in my life didn't have that and it was because they hadn't encountered the power of God. So my biggest passion in prayer was then, Lord, let people receive the power of God. This is so rare. May this not become rare. May people have the experiences that I have so they can be set on fire and so they can receive the miracles that they need that you want to give them. That became my biggest prayer and it was just like nine to ten months after I first encountered the power of God that um, I received the prophecy that I was called to be an apostle and I was called to walk in the power of God and walk in signs wonders and miracles and those of you that don't know my story I was shocked and I Public speaking was my biggest fear, and I had no desire to be a minister. So when I was praying for these things, like let people encounter your power of God, I was just thinking, I was just, I didn't mean myself. I didn't mean, <laughs> I w- I didn't mean God use me in the power of God. I was never praying that, um, because I'd only seen one example of that in my life. So I wasn't thinking that, <laughs> you know, but God shocked me um, and, but, It has made sense, like as time is like I could see how it makes sense because I was I mean, that was my biggest passion was for people to encounter the power of God. So it was how part of how I was able to accept the call easily, even though I didn't know, I didn't want to speak, I didn't know how to speak, I didn't know how to minister, I didn't want to. Um, but I was able to accept it because I was like, "Wow, like this is my biggest passion for people to encounter the power of God. So if God wants to use me, this is answering the prayer. Okay, <laughs> okay, Lord." Um, so. This is my biggest passion, and I'm so excited at what God's doing. Revival is now. It is time now that He is reintroducing His power of God by and large. You know, I really encourage you to read the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, when you, I mean, this is our example of how church should be. It's not an optional choice, it's how it should be. And it's full of miracles. The apostles walked exactly how Jesus did. People came to the church because of the reputation of miracles happening. I want to come receive my healing. And then they came, they encountered the power of God. They they gave their lives to Jesus. And now they could be equipped and built up to be powerful disciples of God. That's how it's supposed to be. So you see, I was going to church after church after church and no persuasive sermon, no speaker with great skills and and ability to use examples and entertainment and comedy. None of that, none of that is what led me, none of that could get me to surrender. None of that. It was the simple power of God. When I, I heard so many altar calls, so many altar calls, and so many altar calls to surrender, surrender. But the moment that I surrendered, it was just, it was just on my own decision. It was when I encountered the power of God, it was when I encountered the tangible power of the Holy Spirit, feeling it upon me, coming through my mouth, that I was I surrender to you God. I surrender to you God. It wasn't someone saying, "Okay, raise your hand now, like repeat after me." It was from my heart. When you don't when it's not from your heart, it doesn't last. That's where lukewarm Christianity that's why we see so much of it. We need the power of God. We need the power of God in the church. God is now restoring the power of God into the church. It's become so rare, so obsolete, but this is how it is supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. And God has spoken that revival is now, that he's restoring the offices of apostles and prophets to the five-fold ministry, so that there's evangelists, pastors, and teachers, apostles and prophets, that's a big key to seeing the power of God and many of my past teachings and my continued teachings will really really teach you why we don't see the power of God by and large and what we need to do to see the power of God, how we can walk in the power of God, this is a big role of apostles. They lay the foundation. They teach foundational truths. And the Bible says a true, a true sign of an apostle is they walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. It speaks of that several times in the Bible. Um, and it says that specifically for apostles. So um, there's many, many reasons, many different reasons why there hasn't been the power of God. God has order we have to do things god's way we can't just be like i'm gonna do church my own way you know we can't be like i'm gonna get rid of apostles and prophets for example you can't just change god's blueprint god's way that he does things Um, i'm gonna reject all the true prophets and i'm gonna say that false prophets are true there's been a lot of that there's been a lot of that in the world A lot of that people rejecting true prophets because there's a story in the Bible where there was 400 false lying prophets and only one true prophet and um, this one true prophet was speaking what the king and the people of the land didn't want to hear God's will doesn't always go with our opinions and our desires Okay, so um, there's been so much of just like wanting to do church our way and flocking to the opinions that we like and not being humble to receive the true word of God. So these are parts of the thing, many of the things, some of the things that lead to no power of God in church. because. We have to do things God's way. He's serious about his power and we can't manipulate it. And if we were to, if he were to allow us to manipulate him and to change his way of doing things, which is in the Bible, which is in the word of God, then his word of God, he's going against his word of God to allow us to do that. And we would never be able to go back to his original way. You see, he's a God of his word. So I praise him for what he is doing now in America and the world. He is restoring the fivefold ministry. He is restoring the power of God. And we are seeing truly revival breaking out as he had promised. He prophesied, he prophesied that the time for praying for revival in America is over because he has heard our prayers in america and the world and the time for revival is now for america and will spread to the world so i praise him we have believing been believing this word of god um at Fifold church for a while and we have been seeing just evidence of this word now i mean we're seeing truly harvest so many uncountable miracles break out and it's just the beginning and all of you that are listening right now god wants to touch you in power and he wants to use you powerfully with power you see he he reveals himself to you so you can come into relationship with him And so then he can use you. That's what you were called to do on this earth is to be used by God in power. Not in word, but in power. God wants to pour out anointing to you to release to the world. That is what he wants to do and that is what he will do with your life as you follow him hallelujah thank you jesus we praise you for revealing yourself in power we thank you for having grace upon us even though so many people have blasphemed your spirit has spoken against where you were truly moving have spoken against the vessels in whom you've truly used true prophets and true apostles even though there's been so much blasphemy of you and grievance of the Holy Spirit, still you have mercy on us. Still you have mercy on America. Still you have mercy on this world. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Just thank Him with your own words. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. The person of you is so precious. Your power is so precious, Lord. We thank you for how you've been moving in power and touching people. We thank you for the miracles you've done. We thank you for this salvation, this testimony that that we received that someone gave their life to you upon encountering the power of God through the videos. We thank you, Jesus, for the salvation. We thank you, Lord, for reaching people across the world using TikTok, using Instagram, using Facebook, using YouTube, using these tools. We thank you, Jesus, and we are grateful to be alive in this time, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your precious power. We thank you, Lord. Just thank God with your own words because we are in the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. This is a different kind of live than maybe you've heard before or a church. Remember I said this is the power of God. This isn't a person enticing you to follow Jesus or why you should surrender or that you should stop sinning. No! This is the true presence of God. This is a place where you will encounter the Holy Spirit. And what makes Him to come is when we revere Him, when we respect Him, when we honor Him. He's alive, He is here, He is a miracle worker, He is the Lord of all the earth, Lord of your lives, your Savior and He wants to touch you. Give Him that respect. Give Him that reverence. Give Him that attention right now. Just praise Him and thank Him right now with your own words. We love you, Father. We love you, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lift your hands to God now. I know many of you are feeling right now, you've been thinking, I want to feel God. I want to know He's real. I want to experience a touch from Him, His power. I know many of you are, are feeling that and thinking that right now. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands to Him. I declare this anointing to touch you now. May the power of God fall upon you now. May the fire of God fill you now. May you feel his presence all around you. And in you, Robadasikia Rahabadavashiya Nasikia. O Manavasikiya Robadavashikia Kia Manavasikia Roholoku Rubada Vasikiya. Rabada Vashikiya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is baptizing some of you in fire. Surrender to him and just allow Him to touch you and take over you completely from inside out. Just tell Him that you surrender to Him. If you want to surrender to Him, tell Him, I wanna give my life to you, Jesus. I wanna surrender everything to you, Jesus. I declare the baptism of the Holy Spirit. May it come upon you now. Be baptized in fire in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I see Him touching many of you. Thank you, Lord. Just allow Him to touch you. Just allow Him to touch you and have His way with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God wants to deliver people right now, people who have been suffering with addictions, food addictions, I declare it to go in Jesus' name, sexual addictions, porn addictions, I declare it to go in Jesus' name, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Drug addictions, alcohol addictions. I declare it to go in Jesus name. There's somebody who's struggling with, um, uh, it's like an anxiety. Uh, Anxiety has led you to uh, 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 like touch certain parts of your body or hair, like pull on it because of the anxiety. It's caused this addiction that you can't control. I declare that to go, I declare spirit of anxiety to go in Jesus' name, be free, be free of the addiction that's making you harm yourself, I declare it to go in Jesus' name, a self-harming spirit, I declare to go in Jesus' name. Spirit of suicide, there's somebody here who's been having suicidal thoughts and have been thinking about doing that. I declare that spirit to go in Jesus' name. Spirit of suicide, go in Jesus' name. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Lord, thank you God, thank you Lord, thank you Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, people who are struggling to sleep at night, people who are struggling to sleep, I declare that spirit to go in Jesus' name. I declare you will have peaceful sleep, spirit of fear, spirit of anxiety, spirit of depression, spirit of panic attacks. I declare them to go in Jesus' name. Be free be free i declare the voices of the devil to be silenced now in jesus name thank you father thank you father i break the curses that have been spoken upon your life curses that have been spoken upon your life and have been uh, uh, um generational curses because of word word curses that were spoken upon you and past family members i declare that to be broken in jesus name i declare you are free in the mighty name of jesus you are free thank you god hallelujah praise him thank you jesus we love you our miracle worker thank you jesus thank you Lord.